Say on the Radio podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Jeff, Flora, backstage, Ben, recording on November 11th, Remembrance Day. It was nice to have some conversation with people surrounding veterans in their lives, whether it be uncles, great uncles, grandpas, uh, grandmothers, uh, and, and still a ton of people that have family members that are active uh, currently serving, whether it be for Canada, actually a few American, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and and doing their part. I So this is going to be the first year that my daughter is now 10 and, and 15. Now, it might be a, a little bit for Claire, but it's Saving Private Ryan, Ryan time. Ooh, oof. Oh. It's a heavy movie. It very much Never so. watched it. I'm, what? Yeah. Never seen it. Feels like required viewing, you know? Like, it is, I mean... There is a there's a level of entertainment value to it still because it's a very well made movie, but it is so like the stories about vets who watched it and it was like they were right back on the beach in Normandy. Yeah. Like it is such an accurate portrayal, and it's like unanimously everybody says it's the most accurate way you could possibly show what the mm-hmm. soldiers went through. And, and it's t- tough to say. It's my favorite war movie, if that makes sense. But it just given on all the points that it hits yeah. to really connect and kind of shake you to the core. Absolutely. It's like my annual reminder. Because mm. the, the only thing I ever had in regards to relatives was my opa and for the Dutch. And they yeah. were very much in the tail end of a lot of things in World War II. And then, and I told the story ever so briefly on the air, that basically they were sent to Indonesia, um, part of the uh, what um, Dutch West in- Indies, pardon me, mm-hmm. and it was the conflict there. It was a civil war for about three or four years, and he got into it, and after a couple of months of service, had the ability to go back, and at that time, they were giving um, soldiers about a month off, and he got back, and it's crazy how then to now where soldiers coming back from the Middle East going, why were we there? Same thing, because what happened after four years? The Dutch uh, and uh, all officials sat down and basically signed some papers to go, okay, it's yours. You, you, you can have yeah. it. Yeah. So, so he he knew that early on, and then ended up coming home, got a suit, got some cash, a couple hundred bucks at most, and then was on a ship to Halifax just weeks later. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm still trying. If my Oma just passed, it, it, it was a year in October, and it's it sucks that I didn't. I asked as many questions, I guess, as I was interested in or understood at the time, but I wish I could go back and and get a little bit deeper because now I'm I'm getting bit pieces of stories by way of my mom and my aunts and uncles, and yeah. I mean it's. it's it's not as good, done as clean from because the source isn't direct as it used to be. I've never, I honestly don't even know. I've got such a bad understanding of my family history. Mm-hmm. My, I like, I never had grandparents. My my last remaining grandparent was my grandma. She died when I was two, so I have no memory of of having grandparents around. Right, but that's also like I have no idea, as far as I know. My lineage is just full of cowards because I have, <laughs> <laughs> I have yeah. got no stories. Nothing's been passed yeah, down. Yeah, me too. I don't remember anything like that either. But, you know, it's interesting you say that for educational purposes. I never even thought about that with, with Saving Private Ryan. For me, like, I mean, I watched Schindler's List in, in school uh, growing give you, up. Give you that, credit on that one. That one is very much an eye-opener, too. Absolutely. Well, both Steven Spielberg, like, he does those. Oh. He has he has a lot of respect for that part of history, obviously. Yeah. And it is something that he he takes he uh, takes it seriously. It's something that's made with care and made with uh, respect and honor. How about this, though? Laura, she trumps us all because she went to Auschwitz. Yeah. There's that. Well, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know. The Trump card is the one that we're going <laughs> to You win. Hey, well, guys. Win. <laughs> I, I well, did historical traveling than you did. Well, ju- just uh, yeah, in the reality that you got to, like, you got to see the real thing, basically. 
You, yeah, and I, I encourage anybody who's ever close to the real thing to go and see it. it. It will be a very solemn day, or for me, the day of touring around was still obviously solemn, but it was more the aftershock of once you once you leave. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you ever get a chance to go to a war memorial like that, please go. It's so important. And especially if you have kids, please take your kids, like especially someplace like that. And when you go and do the tour, you learn so much. And, it, you know, especially in this day and age with social media, obviously there are people who are very poorly, um, poor etiquette at some of these memorials, yeah. people trying to take their fit influencer shots and, and stuff like that. However, I do also want to dispel the myth. You are asked to take photos while you were at these memorials. So people realize in more generations, because when you stop sharing those stories, people stop believing they're real. Yeah. And you start to hear the stupid conspiracy theories of how it didn't happen and stuff like that. Yeah. They say, please take photos. Please share those photos. Please post them online. Get the information out there when you're there. There are certain areas where they ask you not to take photos out of respect for the dead, which is completely understandable. Um, but a lot of that place you can take photos of, and they do ask you to share that. I it's it's on it's on my list. I've talked about going yeah. back because I've never been to Holland. My mom has close ties. She was my Oma was pregnant at the time when uh, when she and my opa uh, immigrated to Canada. So the, I mean, there's that. My mom was just a had she been a little bit early, I would be you know I'd I'd have my EU passport and I could get my Dutch citizenship. Uh, not the case though. And I I've talked about it saying, well, if we're going back there. We've got to go see some other parts of Europe. And it was like, oh, you're going to go to France. Oh, maybe. But the Eiffel Tower doesn't mean as much to me as the other parts because there's just so much history. You think of that. If you just spend some time focusing on one instance of war being just Auschwitz, not, nothing else. The generations, the family, the peoples, uh, sorry, the people, the the scientists, like what was lost in all of those war in, in the millions of people that died? Like it, how far ahead would society be yeah. today? How yeah. different would it look and feel? The scientists and teachers and intellectuals that were there. There is a movie I watched, a documentary. It was made 11 years. It was like it was filmed 10 years after the war. It's called Night and Fog, and it's like a, it's 30 minutes, 32 minutes maybe. But it feels like an eternity to get through it because it is. It, it took place at Auschwitz, and so there's there's video of what Auschwitz looked like in 1955-ish. But then it was kind of cut with, um, you know, actual footage of what yeah. was going on there. And it's. I remember watching it. Um, it's part of a collection of movies that I collected, and I didn't. I didn't know how renowned this documentary was, but watching it, at, like it still sticks to me. I've seen it once. And it still sticks with me, the imagery that they showed and the absolute horrors of of what went on there. Obviously, it's in, it's incomprehensible for me. Yeah. And one thing, too, is like the cities that surround these monuments. So one of one museum that we went to before we went to Auschwitz, we actually weren't sure that on our trip we'd ever get to make it to Auschwitz because it was about a, a five and a half hour drive to and from because uh, we were staying in Warsaw. Uh, there is a museum in Poland, uh, in Warsaw. It's in old Warsaw or near old Warsaw and it's the Warsaw uprising museum. And you get to see, you know, how people went through this incredible operation during world war two. But it, even that museum like brought us to tears because you see parts of that museum where child soldiers, they actually have the tunnels that the child soldiers would go through to try and deliver papers and stuff like that. It is just, you will learn so much if you ever get to travel anywhere near that. Yeah, it's, it's mind-bending. It is, that, absolutely. Because you see the movies, 
in a way, you don't feel that it's real. You're aware it happened, at least our, our generation. Yeah. We're aware it happened, um, but as grandparents are dying and, and other vets, like you go to a legion now, and it, to find oh, yeah. someone who had a, a, a place within World War II or even a few years after, mm-hmm. that's few and far between now. I remember having a speaker when I was in elementary school, but we're talking almost 30 years ago at this point. <laughs> yeah. You know, and they were, at the time, very, very old, yeah. and they, you know, even at the time, they were saying... They're among the last of the of the standing, and you know, there's very very few left. Yeah, it's um, well that that's when real life smacks you around because you yeah. think of well, and, and and hey now to not now to try to draw some separation, and I, I want to offer some sensitivity to it. Laura's beautiful Brazilian b- boyfriend. I mean, he packed up and moved to the other side of planet Earth. I couldn't imagine doing that, but then going to fight for something with the, yeah. the the high certainty that you wouldn't be coming home and all the unknown, and then follows, and then many moved home. And if you know they're if they were from different parts of Europe, a, a lot of them ended up in Canada, just looking for a fresh start. We <laughs> where our challenges like the things that hold us up in a day. I'm oh. sure <laughs> laughable, yeah, like completely laughable, and. Then it's the are, are are we getting that soft or is it just the times we're living in? Well, it's both. Well, there's no question we're soft <laughs> now. Like, there's honestly no question that the general public. Obviously, there's a whole lot more people now than there were yep. in the '40s. But I think, yeah, I think we're a pretty soft generation. Yeah, soft. But I mean, also at the same time, for a good reason. It's because people have tried to make life easier for the generations that come after them, right? Well, absolutely. Yeah. There, there obviously are some negatives to that, but. You know, I think it is for the better. And it's interesting you mentioning the beautiful Brazilian uh, boyfriend because the the amount of history and mixed cultures you have as a result of these terrible wars. I mean, the amount of Nazis that migrated to Brazil mm-hmm. and so they did not get charged with war crimes. It's crazy. Like Brazil has one of the second biggest, the second biggest Oktoberfest in the world outside of Waterloo region. Like, uh, like not counting Germany, but I mean, outside of that second biggest next to Waterloo region, because so many German people migrated there after world war two. Does Brazil, is it, do they, I, I likely would know this mandatory, um, military service. Do they fall under that umbrella? Yeah. Really? I believe so. I would have to double check. I don't want to just go out and say that. I do know there is mandatory voting and you can get in quite a bit of trouble. So I'm going to assume if there's mandatory voting, there's also mandatory army. I I would assume that. Let's see what the internet says. Like a conscription sort of thing still exists or? Mm, Military service in Brazil has been traditionally compulsory since 1891. The uh, requirements have been traditionally regulated. The law okay, interesting, interesting. There's a few other countries that some it's short. It's it's like a two year stint because there's hockey players that get caught up in this. Oh, I know. Yeah, y- some will try to get an exemption, but but not often is that approved. Like in Russia, uh, you've got to be like some of the top uh, slash elite players to to get out of it. Yeah, um, and yeah, it has, has to go all the way up the chain for that to happen. You actually just reminded me there is a a person from Brazil, who's now living in Canada. He also migrated with his uh, wife and he was in the Brazilian army and he has told us some of the stories and he's a, he's a younger guy. Uh, I don't know the full extent of his service, but he was even telling us you how hard you would have to train before you even, before you are even deployed Mm -hmm. the amount of not just physical, I'm talking about the mental anguish Mm -hmm. that he said part of his training was, it was like, you were not allowed to sleep for days on end. You would, 
you'd have to do all of this stuff. It's wild. So then what does tonight mean? Is it movie time? Is it reflection? It's tough with, with young kids. It's, I mean, we, you know, Canada's history hasn't been uh, too squeaky clean lately, yeah. too. So there's been yeah. a lot of tough conversations over the past couple of years. And it's definitely something that we've mentioned. And it's something that, you know, as the kids are six and seven, they're, they're observing Remembrance Day at school. We've gone to the Cenotaph. We've gone to various demonstrations. Um, it is. It's tough. It's tough to decide when to really hit them with it. You know, yep. like we say, we're honoring fallen soldiers. Here's what happened, that sort of thing. But to really, you know, it it does take a level of, uh, I don't want to say brutality, but like a little bit of, you have to be, uh, you have to be shown this kind of thing to really have it hit home. Yeah, and 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 Laura, as she mentioned on the show too, of the we just we have to make sure it's not forgotten. We can't absolutely. It can't get yeah. watered down. Ten years from now, it can't mean less. No. No, absolutely. Yeah, sure. exactly. But I mean, I, on a, a lighter note, though, a great way to support if your kids are too young, because obviously you don't want your kids to be pop into adulthood too early. No, no. Go and support the re- the region, or sorry, not the region, the legion. The legion, hell all yeah. Year round. Yep. Get yourself some wings. Get yourself, you know, support them and all the efforts that they do, because they do do so much. And Go it's to a Mitra. great way to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mentioned in Gettys Gossip today was. This now we t- we talked moments ago about movies that stood out for various reasons. One that my kid has locked in at ten, where Home Alone for well I can't speak for him, but Home Alone for me really connects. Yeah, Elf. My ten year old loves Elf. She's watched it twice already this holiday season. If you qualify <laughs> oh, now, oh, wow. Yeah, C bomb is into it. Uh, you brought up the story that the suit that Will Ferrell wore, and I thought there'd be multiples, but anyway, um, someone someone got after this in private auction. Yeah, so this went to an anonymous buyer for nearly $300,000, the tights, the green uh, coat, whatever you want to call it, the shoes, the hat, everything. The full elf suit. I'm sorry, but whether it's Buddy the Elves or not, there's just nothing that could make me want to buy a used-for-months-long set of tights. By Will Ferrell. I would also Yeah, add. yeah. A little extra junk in there, you know? There is, yeah. They're <laughs> tights, tights, yeah. Not a lot of fresh air rules no. for them hills. <laughs> nope. I, uh, I, I get it, though. If you're if you're an avid movie collector, like, think of Benny, if you have 300000 bucks and that doesn't bother you, meaning you have so much money and you've got a sick house with a cool basement and a movie theater, why wouldn't you buy the elf costume? I can see, I can see it. I've seen other... Um, pieces of memorabilia go for more, you know, whether it's a prop from a movie set or a piece of clothing or something like that. Um, I, yeah, I think that if you're going to buy it, it's got to just go in a glass case or something, or this is an investor in a planet Hollywood. I'm not sure. <laughs> One of the two, but I want, I, I want narwhal. Yeah. <laughs> the narwhal's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I would think, I don't know, like what just kind of grossed me out was the fact that they wanted to remain private and they were like, when asked what they were going to do with it, like, oh, this is a private matter. Like they, just to say that it's icky, just, yeah, you know, if you can't even come up with, I'm just going to display it, you know, as a quick lie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to give us the truth. Just give us an answer that's passable and, and, and boring. <laughs> yeah. And usually people will yeah. go right, right through that response. Yeah. So, you're going to see this, uh, this costume pop off uh, probably on a very certain website that says, Buddy the Elf licks his Christmas balls or something. <laughs> 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 Yikes. Um, so if not Elf, what's your Christmas movie, Laura? Um, hmm. See, I'm really, 
I'm kind of bad for watching Christmas movies and Halloween, especially this year. Didn't get through any Halloween movies. November, by the oh. way, is the time to get in Nightmare Before Christmas because it's a perfect half yep. and half. I have such a soft spot as an adult for a new movie for Christmas Chronicles. That movie is so bad and good at the same time. Christmas Chronicles 2, I don't think we ever watched it last year. I don't think we even got to got to watch it. But in terms of classics, oh, it's hard. It's hard as an adult to honestly watch some of those classics that I loved as a kid without having kids. Like, loved that Rudolph claymation. Yeah, yeah. Loved that, um, you know, with the other elf who wanted to be a dentist and Cornelius <laughs> and all that jazz. That one slaps. The one with the Burgermeister slaps. Uh, that one was a, a weird one, those. yeah. Yeah, it was weird but fun. It was fun, Benny. How about you? I, it's tough to ask the movie. <sighs> I know I have so many. I have a ton, but you talk about not even the having kids aspect. I really, I love old old movies because I grew up with really old Christmas movies. Yeah, some of them did not age terribly well, <laughs> like Holiday Inn that features not one but two blackface scenes in Aye. it, and it <gasps> was like they were putting on minstrel shows, and it was. As a product of its time, you can say that blah, blah, blah. It's still not right, but it was well-meaning enough. But it was actually used as a plot device where somebody didn't want another person to recognize his girlfriend. So he did her up in blackface, which is horrible and makes it really tough to, to watch that again. But then all of it is so tied to great memories. And like as a kid growing up and watching that sort of stuff, you hate, I mean, but on the other hand, Unlike a lot of people who have trouble letting old things go, there's a lot of other movies that you can watch, and there's a lot say, of other old-time stuff. I'm, I'm sure you're over it now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can watch anything. Uh, more recently, A Very Murray Christmas. I'll watch that three or four times a year. I, I love it. It's only an hour long. It's Bill Murray and you know uh, the usual kind of cast Everyone. and crew. Yeah. <laughs> but it is so good. I find it so, so enjoyable to just watch it. Puts me in a whole mood. I love that. That's usually the first thing I watch, and among the last, obviously, it's a Wonderful Life. Obviously, Die Hard. That's been a Christmas Day tradition. Say. Yeah, Die yeah. Hard's fun. So, actually, you just kind of reminded me. Speaking of Christmas, if you're going to go into Die Hard character territory, yeah, me and my older brother, which I just realized we're not going to be able to do it this year because I won't be with my brother for Christmas, but um, we have a tradition, and I don't know how it started, but like one year, about five years ago, we started watching. Every Christmas now, we watch a shitty 80s action movie. I love it. The last Christmas we were together, and you play a drinking game to it. Trust me. There's always a drinking game oh, yeah. involved. So the last one we watched was Big Trouble in Little China. Whoa, get... whoa, 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 whoa. That's what? not a shitty movie. That is, an, that is a masterpiece. Okay, fine then. Cheesy 80s action movies. I think it all okay. kicked <laughs> off when I watched The Room for the very first time, and I know that's oh, 90s, but whatever. Yeah. Still super cheesy. We played a drinking game to it. So funny. One of the... And we watched that in my parents' living room, by the way, with all those sex scenes. My dad was like, what are you guys watching? <laughs> Me and my brothers are just... We're just You're having tearing a time. me apart, just, Lisa. Yeah. Um, uh, well, you're on a so Kurt Russell uh, bender then at Christmas time. You know what? Christmas I really Chronicles do appreciate Kurt Russell. I think him and Goldie Hawn, couple goals. Love them. You love, want love, a love. great, uh, not Christmas, but wintry, snowy movie, Hateful Eight, starring Kurt Russell. It's another <gasps> oh, excellent see, one. That one I can't. That's my least favorite Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah. I think it's a lot of people's. It's a slow burn. It's a slow burn. It was supposed to be a stage also, play originally. 
the amount of times that I fell asleep trying to watch that movie, and it was like the year that it came out in movie theaters. I went. I always go see Quentin Tarantino's movies the day they come out. Yeah. But then they were on all the movie channels when mo- people still watched movie channels, like on <laughs> that Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So CMN. I just, I, it was always on. It was like the Christmas I couldn't escape that movie. Go to my grandparents for Christmas. Ah, oh, they're watching it. Go to my parents. They're watching it. Go to my boyfriend at the time's parents. Oh, it's hateful eight again. I wonder what happens here. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm I get locked up because I'm I, I do a little bit of everything. I do a little blend of Christmas. I do yeah. the diehards. I I do the rando action. For me, it's become odd, but like I pick up the Jason Bo- like the the Bourne franchise. Yeah, see, I I like oh. that. To me, Star Wars is almost a Christmas sort of thing yep. too because I'll yep. watch it with the kids because they're on break. Yeah. We got so much extra time. We'll go through at least a Star Wars trilogy. One of the three Oof. at this point, but they love it, and that's the sort of thing. Like, th- generally, we try to bank some vacation time, so we've got some time off around the yep. holidays. Kids are home; there's nothing to do. If it's like if it's bad weather or crummy, you don't want to go outside. Just watch a bunch of movies. It's great. It doesn't uh, have to be Christmas movies. I, that's what yeah. I'm looking forward to this year. Yeah. There, we had the discussion uh, on gifts. Like, what are we going to do for one another, Sarah and I, and then equally the kids. We're gonna we're gonna scale some things down a little bit mm-hmm. this year. Uh, and she said, "What do you want?" I go, "Honestly." Slippers and a robe, yeah. But because I want to lounge a little bit, like there, I said, there's going to be a day or two where I, when I do nothing, like I'll, I'll have to fight myself to get off the couch to go eat. That's fine. I love that. Yep. That's it's the only time of the year you can really just do it. Mm. And the, it, it's and like that's time encouraged. Yeah, it's encouraged exactly. But the best, yeah. by default, prevention: bad weather. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep what are you, what are you sure. doing then? We love if it's a blue if it's blue skies, tons of snow and cold. We'll go outside and we'll do some exploring in the snow. You gotta love that. But just like a crummy gray, drizzly day, yeah, mm, that's a good day for some movies. <laughs> it's a perfect Christmas. Oh I can't yeah. Wait. Um, it, it, See, oh, sorry, go ahead, Laura. Oh, I was gonna say we. I think one of the reasons why we don't. I don't remember watching a lot of Christmas movies. It's like we'd watch them as kids, but it's also because in my family we game. That's what we do. Yeah, Our yeah exactly. are Hours yeah. and hours of gaming. Yep. <laughs> That's amazing, too. Anything that's got, if you've got a fun, like, nostalgic memory tied to something like that, I go all in at Christmas for that. So Yeah, something that requires little activity and hours of time. Yes. With the, you not being around this Christmas, have you figured out, like, so what's your dad's new video game for this holiday season? Do you know yet? Oh, no. There's no new, you just hit a hot button. There's no new video games for that man. He will buy every new version of Call of Duty. He will spend hundreds on the stupid expansion packs just so he can play whatever new level of zombies there is. Really? He only <laughs> plays Call of Duty for the zombies. I can't get him on any other game, and I regret it's my fault. I showed him zombies when I was in college. I came home for one Christmas. I was like, hey, dad, you should check this out. We played this game. It's really fun. He's obsessed. And like, and Christmas, to be fair to him, he works so much. Christmas is the only time. Like in the winter is the only time where he even gets to touch that controller if he's lucky. Yeah. Uh, but either way, I'm like, dad, variety is good. We can find other games. But the issue is, too, is that a lot of gaming consoles... They don't allow... What I really miss is having gaming consoles that had the four-player split screen. That right. was the most oh, fun. Right, all those were the funnest. It's, yeah. It sucks. And it's a little, you know, it's a little more divisive now that you got to have somebody in another room or a whole other system and all that stuff. I miss that vibe. That's why you got to stick with the Switch. We do that with the Switch still. Some Super Mario Kart, four-player. Mm. Yeah. Just, it brings you together. It drives you apart at the same time, too, because you're <laughs> in the same room. But and, I know, but Mario Kart doesn't have a lot of first-person shooter games, which is, like, you know, my dad's preference. 
Again, yeah. he grew up watching those cheesy 80s action movies. Well, he wants absolutely. to live that out in his yeah. video games. Mel Gibson, long hair, like shoulder length. Lethal curl. Weapon, another oh, great Christmas man. movie. Hell yep. yeah. Love great me Christmas that. movie. That is a Christmas movie, 100%. Mm-hmm. I'm actually, I haven't gamed, I would say, in three months. I'm, I would, I, I used to love it. it. Used to be my thing. It's become so sporadic with time. Like there's shows. I'm only three episodes in on Squid Game, and Oof. I know it's better manage your time. But man, oh man, it's not my time. It's when my time gets sliced up for a partner, one child, yeah, another child. Yeah. Dumb us went with a puppy, so there's that. Like I, I get up at two thirty uh, in the morning to let him out for pee, and oh, then four thirty in the morning too. Like, are you also forgetting about the twenty three other children that you adopted this hockey season? Oh uh, well, yeah. So yeah. we've got a billet in the basement. <laughs> who? Well, a you, whole team that you've. Oh got my god! Yeah. I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not even oh. talking about your billet. I forgot about him. I'm talking about the whole team <laughs> you adopted. Well, no, listen. I I coached him three times a week, four at most. Oh, That's three plenty. times a week, Jeff. Our weekend text group is now what's happening with your hockey team because you're like, I'm yeah. out with the kids. Here's yeah. the score for this because you're Four always three. at a tournament now. Snuck by That's last night. I'm still in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I got, so my best friend, Adam, he wanted to be the head coach. His kid plays. Now, for the record, there is no special treatment. We have two coaches that have children on the team and then two non-parent coaches. And it's equally divided because I don't care who's playing the best, but whoever is is going to be on the ice. The goal yeah, is to yeah. win here. It, I agree. That is nice <laughs> to have you know, some non-bias in the coaching. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been really helpful in that regard. But he asked, he was like, look, we can spend time together because normally during the hockey season, I never <laughs> see him. Never, ever. That's adorable. Well, I know, but then wow, he sucked me Wow, that was your way in. of uh, mending your relationship, eh? Like, well, we're getting pretty stale. <laughs> Let's go <laughs> hockey together. <laughs> Any good ther- relationship therapist to say you got to add, sometimes you got to add to Yeah, get yep. a new hobby for the two of you <laughs> to enjoy. Yeah. That's awesome. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. The, I, the kids have been receptive. It's crazy to see the skill level. And that's the thing where, and I, I th- off the air I said earlier, I can't imagine, like I said, Adele, she is so good at one thing. We mm. all know people who can sing. Maybe one of us can actually sing a little. Nope. Adele is Adele. <laughs> What's that feeling like? And I, and some of these kids that play for us, they're 11 and some turning 12. Yeah. And I go, that kid is smarter than I am on the ice, and I'm, a, I'm an adult. Like yeah, I could yeah, technically that, be their father. That's uh, just innate knowledge oh, eh? yeah. and and then that makes you really when you watch it then an nhl game or a pro game anything soccer football whatever to be like how insane of an athlete when all things come together the mental and the physical yeah. and all of that like man, humans that's the thing i wish i had more time to read on 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 just how magical humans are it's true i now i know this is against the like the basic code um but there are a lot of swinger parties on those weekends, or no, so that was the rum- that was the rumblings. Full disclosure, and I, I can't imagine any parents listen to the podcast, so I could probably spill the tea anyway. Yeah. A probably couple- listening to it on the way to their next tournament. Yeah, Good morning. No, yeah. hockey team. There, no, our our group is 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 really good. It, honest, there's only a couple of uh, I th- really I think single That's yeah boring. Well, you it's not boring. Swinging. No, no, no. They're, they're, it's a fun bunch. There's some fun. They like they they like to have some beverageinos. Yeah, you've got the the kind of the team slash coach room, so it's just an extra hotel room. You bring in a few extra chairs. You just shoot the breeze, put some music on. So it's I've got to know. So selfishly, I've got to know another say 18, 17, 18 parents, like couples. Yeah. So that's been yep. really fun. But in conversation, they've talked about other teams where it's like, oh, yeah, so-and-so. They ended up getting divorced, and then he got together with her, and then she got together with him. I'm like, that's not real life. And they're like, it, it totally is real life. That was the year before COVID. Like, little LMHA, right? Isn't yeah. it? Leave my husband alone. alone. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Because I never had any of that. Or maybe I was just so blissful as a kid and playing sports. How much did, like, did you play anything in and around Ripley, Laura, like a kid's soccer team or baseball? Uh, yeah, I played, but it doesn't mean that I was... I wasn't a good sports person. I'm not... I, I can't handle the pressure of doing stuff for other people. The second I feel those glaring eyes, big gangly me gets a little nervous, and I suck. <laughs> so I only played soccer for a short amount of time. Played basketball. Had had an opportunity to be really good at basketball, but uh, again, it's the team pressure that really led me to crumble. But I don't remember any... So I never got invited to any of those parties. Those were all where all the cool kids were. Honestly, I don't know. I don't but know that world, Jeff. Even so, I think like as a kid, I so I had this experience, not a swingers experience, but a couple of weeks ago we were <laughs> at a party. We brought the kids to the party and by like four thirty in the afternoon, the party was a huge like college dorm <laughs> show. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. But uh I was like there are kids running around all over the place. Like, I feel kind of bad that I'm this big, drunken, sloppy mess around these other kids. And backstage, Sarah, and even Laura, when I brought it up to you, you're like, yeah, I feel like that's what our, like, we went to those parties as kids. But as a kid, you're so self-involved in what you're into. You're not, you don't care what the, you don't, couldn't care less what yep. the parents are up to. They're in different rooms. They're across the hall, down the hall, wherever. Yeah. You're hanging and, you know, eating candy and shooting pop with your, <laughs> with yeah. your pals. You have no clue what's going on. So I, I think that even as a kid and on travel teams of any kind, you're like, yeah, as a kid, it was wild. Like, we stayed up to, like, 1030, you know? <laughs> it was nuts. And then you have no clue what's going on yeah. down the hall. <laughs> I... Uh... I, I got asked about this weekend, so I'm actually having some. I said, "Listen, Saturday, my kids. So my kids are gone this weekend. They're Same. off. To, they're off to Papa's. Oh, wow. So there was some mild conversation. You, What's that? Happy child-free weekend to both of you. Uh, can't Thank wait. You. Can't yeah, wait. I'll definitely magical. make have a great time. I'll, I'll consume too much and do too many things, but <laughs> there'll be some humor out of it. And it was, hey, why don't we have a little bit of a team party? And when I said that, I meant parents and coaches. People are like, oh, cool, I'll bring so-and-so for the kids. I'll go, oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. There, there are no no kids allowed. Our basement's full. We have someone living in it. Yep. Where are the kids going to go? Because we're going to be inside what we call the Canada room, the one with the barn yeah, board yeah. and the ceiling, yep. the kitchen, and on the deck around a fire. What and a new pantry. Well, yeah, and then a pantry. Oh, yeah. What are the kids going to do, play in the room full of glass that my wife thinks is important? No. <laughs> no, so no kids. Stay at home. Yeah. What I was surprised, and I could say this because she is my dear friend and, and I pretty much my sister is Adam's wife, Candace, at the tournament is like, okay, well, I got to go to bed. Why do you have to go to bed? Well, I got to make sure Cole falls to sleep. I'm like, he's 11. Really? And I'm like, we need to harden these kids up. No kidding. None of this. What, were they sleeping together? Like, well, she in the same room, and... right? Like a couple of beds in the yeah, room, yeah. right? So it's like, okay. And I was like, we're four doors down. Like, if, if there were no walls, you'd be 50 feet from it. Well, that. And that was multiple parents. I'm like, look, if you're just going to bed, say you're going to bed. Yeah. Don't yeah. throw, don't bust check your kid on yeah, this Yeah, seriously. Because <laughs> now the coaching staff is like, all right, we got a softie when we're down to two minutes and we need a goal. Guess who's not going on the ice? A little tie tie by yeah, the end. Yeah, of the a little night. tie yeah. tie. <laughs> Are you still breastfeeding or do you want to go on the power play? <laughs> you oh. Pop that out, go shoot a goal with you. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, uh, I'm, ex- you know, I'm excited. I'm. It'll be a good weekend. But that the trouble is, and what I've been running into, either I, I'm handling exhaustion because I'm now having, I, I'm having Laura get us naps. You have like a two to four in the afternoon. You can have. A longer, you said this week you've had like a two to five naps. 
Yeah, I I'm a shift sleeper at this moment. Oh, which oh yeah. Shocker, my therapist says is not a good thing. Uh, <laughs> so I don't suggest it. However, sometimes there's just life that needs to be lived. When you get used to the routine, like I'm running on not a lot of sleep at this moment in time, yeah. but you just you just go and crash your whole afternoon. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. You ruin your afternoon so you can have a good night. But that's, that's the it. problem. I'm doing that and then I wake up exhausted. It's yeah. that or I, yep. go, I think I've got to go get my testosterone checked because I wake up exhausted. Do you wake up exhausted after that nap? Oh my God, of course. You wake up feeling like a pile of doo-doo. <laughs> yeah. You are just destroyed. You got to you gotta chug through that, wake up, give yourself some breakfast chocolate, <laughs> pre-workout, have coffee, or have a wine. You need something that'll inspire you to get up from that nap. You the have only, to have something. The only thing that gets me up from a nap, I have to set alarm because I go and get the kids. Like My kids are young enough that I still have to go to get them to yeah. pick, like, pick them up from school, walk them home. It's that 305. That 305 hits worse than the 405 in the morning sometimes. Yeah. Yep. Like, that's, Agreed. It's a tough one to wake up in the middle of the afternoon because sometimes I find the sweet spot is 40 minutes, but I don't feel like it lasts that long. I feel yeah. I wake up feeling okay, but then I'm still very tired by like 830 that night. Yep. If I get an hour plus, I wake up feeling like ass <laughs> and then I'm awake until like 1030 where I don't want to be awake that late. Well, I can give you the best <laughs> pro tip when it comes to napping because the most fit I okay, I want to bring you back to 2016 Laura for a hot second. This is the Laura that nailed down the beautiful Brazilian cyber cop. Okay? okay, peak fitness, peak activity doing because I was a single lady at the time, didn't want to like only live on the weekends, you know. The best nap time, honestly, if you can train your body to get to like just accept it, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Not a chance. Nope. Can't and do it. then go to bed at a good time when I was napping for just that long or not napping a lo- at all felt the best I've ever felt. But then at that time, I would normally go to bed at a reasonable time, right? You still get your eight hours at night because you wouldn't just blow through half the day yeah. napping. Uh, yeah. But now, I, the fact that you can do 40 minutes, if I go 40, I'm going three hours 40. There's yeah. no middle ground. <laughs> yeah, what's interesting is. There's another morning person. That, so my wife used to do the job. So she's like, yeah, he he goes to bed at seven. So he doesn't nap, but he goes to bed at seven. To me, yeah. I, I don't know if I could work like that. I, don't, I can't. 9.30 is too early for me. Yeah. I Like last night, it was, I think, 8.30 or 8.45 by the time I even got my butt on the couch. That's where I'm at. Yeah. And it's like, what are, you, what, what are you accomplishing at that point afterwards anyways? You get one episode of something in. But again, is that an accomplishment? <laughs> is Amen. that really an accomplishment? Or yeah. is that... <laughs> That's why, again, episode yeah. three of Squid Game, yeah. it's, when it's part of your job, you're like, man, I got to figure something yeah. out. Because yeah. what has gone by the wayside? Physical fitness. Mm-hmm. And that's the best for my brain and then secondarily my body. Yeah. I, I got I to gotta figure this out. I think we all make the pack. Because, Laura, you do it well. And you actually, what was it, on Friday, you... We're in London. You left London, got back to Waterloo Region. Yep. Got a gym workout in, and you were home before I even left the station. (laughs) Wow. That is the truth. Listen, but I'm a deadline type of person. I love having a goal. I'm not good at setting my own goals. The fact that I have to get my ass back fitting into my shorts before I go to Brazil, (laughs) that's a good uh, motivation for me. But I'm telling you, I'm going to be real. I wasn't expecting to ever say this because the first time I tried it, I was like, I think I'm going to die. 
pre-workout, I think has changed my life at this point. And I you... don't have a full scoop. I figured out the perfect dosage for me, but I will fill a full water bottle full of water up and then put my dose of pre-workout in for that hour drive from London to Waterloo region. Keeps me awake on the road because I hate having uh, an en route nap. And also gives me, by the end of it, I'm ready to go to the gym. Just pack your bag and go straight from work. That's, don't go so to that's... home. Don't touch your bed. Don't look at it. Yeah. Don't do anything. Just go to the gym. <laughs> that's what I am going to start doing once I get that whatever membership I end up getting. It is going to be straight from work. It's got to be. Yeah. Yeah, but I, why don't we all go to Fifth or Less together? I know. I'm down, I'm down, I'm down with that for sure. It's so affordable. And, there, and there's a couple of spots in this part of the city where the gym is sick. It, it's like a yep. good life yep. minus the sauna, but whoop did you in that part. You can just I'm have a nice hot bath. not going to be in a sauna in my near future or far future, I think. Well, so one more. Laura gave us a really good, yeah, like pre-workouts and, and, and managing going right after work. Another one is when you kick in and, and, and you have in, within your nervous system, you kind of, you redline it for months on end. So could I recommend maybe a trial separation? I mean, it was <laughs> really helpful. When I woke up with daily stress that I couldn't measure, man, oh man, not only did it motivate me, but it really suppressed my hunger. <laughs> so, Laura, I know you're going on vacay with the beautiful Brazilian boyfriend, but maybe a couple of big fights before you go. Ben, Listen. pick something you and Sarah could fight about. Find out what her, we all know what the button is. Just keep smashing that button <laughs> right to the line that she wants to leave you. Oh, boy. I don't know. I can't. I can vouch for that for to an extent, which is this. I have told, I have almost caused my own trial separation because <laughs> it was some celebrity that was talking about how they have two different houses on the same property. I think it was actually Kaylee Cuoco and her husband, who's now divorced. So maybe it's, no. it's better that we didn't. <laughs> I told I told the beautiful Brazilian cybercop, that's the life I'd prefer to live if we had the money. He has his own house. I have my own. He was like, what, you don't want to live with me? And he was kind of a little butthurt by it. But for me, I'm like, I'm a better person when you can't put your shit in my kitchen. If I don't have it, I'm not going to eat it. If it's there, I'm going to eat it, and I'm going to eat all of it in one sitting. And that's a fact. That There's no avoiding that. It's <laughs> like so funny. When I first started here... I was still living in Chatham, and like we were obviously looking in the area to where we were going to move. But backstage, Sarah was like, "You know, if you just wanted to get an apartment in London or something like that, you could just stay up there during the week and come down here and visit on the weekends." And I was like, "What, really?" And she's like, "Yeah, I mean, like we'll see each other throughout the week." And I, at that point, had a like one and two and a half year old, <laughs> you know. Oh. <laughs> but she's like, "Yeah, that'd be fine." And I couldn't tell if she was just being the most supportive, like, whatever helps your career, you do what you got to do, or she was really just trying to get rid of me. I wasn't <laughs> sure. <laughs> but that comes up every now and then where she'll be like, you know, if you want to stay in London tonight, like, if there's something going on or whatever, you just stay there. Oh, I okay. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll take it, but I also, what have I done? <laughs> That's, uh, I mean, good, but yeah, then you're like, uh, is this a trap? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hear you, but is yeah. this a trap? Huh. Yeah, it's not a trap. We just want the house to ourselves. Just hey, go. I don't blame you. Go I know. Backstage Terry, again, she's she's working now a nine to five job. She has worked shift work as long as we've been in career mode. And there has been lots of times where she'd do like a three to eleven in the after like afternoon to night sort of thing. And those nights be like, okay, I got I'm, a, I'm like solo dad for dinner and getting the kids to where they need to be and into bed and all that. But then after that, it's all mine. <laughs> the whole house yeah. is all mine. And oh, we don't man. have that I'm anymore. Not. It's gone. I'm going to be real with you. I am 
fucking stoked because Hinato's work is making them go back into the office two to three days a week. I'm like, you get back there. Yes, <laughs> quiet <laughs> house naps. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I need, honestly, I'm a better person when I have, I like hanging out with me. I need that time. I don't Everybody have a lot of that time, time right now. No, it's Sort true. of my kinks. I love, and you know what I noticed too? I'm really just poo-pooing on him right now. It's not, I just, it's just because it's on top of my, I took a walk by myself with Limbo without him the other day. I was like, damn, this is nice. I forgot what this is like. Just a little yeah. me and Limbo time. That's honestly, <laughs> so that's great. what we do now. We'll do at least an hour and we'll just take turns and both of us are benefiting. So one person gets a beautiful walk with the doggo and a podcast or whatever. The other person gets an hour to do whatever around the house, like yeah. just sit on your ass and TikTok, whatever it is. It's totally fine. We're both like, hey, whoever's turn it is, we're win. It's a win-win situation. Yeah, there's no yeah. wrong in that. Yeah. There's no wrong. No, not at all. Then you get back, you're like, let's watch a show, let's get naked and do some things. Like, you got all the options in the world. <laughs> I really missed you over that past 60 minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we, you know what? We love to keep going. We got things to do. We got things yep. to do. Mm -hmm. Like napping. That is absolutely on the list. That's next. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Be it's well. nap then pre-workout day. Oh, boy. That's quite a, that is a shock to your system. <laughs> <That> <laughs> goodbye, heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, much love. Thanks for checking out the party as always. And, uh, and we hope to chat real soon.